Hope you like Ultraman. Because today we're going to be talking about Ultraman Leo. Well, reviewing it. So, yeah, let's get into it. Because we don't really have any news, which is surprising. Since I've been gone for, like, so long. Um, but yeah, I would like to apologize for that real quick. Because that was insane. But I... I was so busy during the time, I really had no time to record, and this is the only open day I've really had in a long time, so, yeah, let's get into Ultraman Leo, so, I'll give you the, the basically the way these kind of quick Ultraman videos, not videos, episodes are gonna go, I'm gonna say the, I'm gonna say what the name of the certain thing we're covering is. I'm going to give you a quick plot rundown, tell you all the main characters, and yeah, then I'll just talk about, you know, favorite, least favorite moments, you know, regular stuff. So, without further ado, the plot. Okay, the plot is Ultraman Leo, aka an alien from one of the many Ultraman planets has come down to Earth to stop Alien Magma, an alien that destroyed his home world. And of course, another Ultra is involved. And he is, of course, Ultra 7. Throughout the, throughout the first episode, Ultra 7 gets his leg broken and is scarred for the rest of the series. And can never fight for the rest of the series. Whoa-hoe. So, basically, Ultraman Leo, trying to avenge Ultra 7 and his planet, his mom, his dad, his brother, and his sisters, he beats the living crap out of Magma's two servants and tries to go over go after Magma, but he teleports away like a coward. Throughout the course of the series, this really doesn't change. He gets more grittier. He gets grittier as the episodes go by. And, yeah. Okay, let's talk about characters. The only really notable characters are Gen Otari and Dan Moraboshi. A.K.A. the human hosts of the Ultras. Or... Genotori, the host of Ultraman Leo, and Ultra, and Dan Moraboshi, the host of Ultra Seven. They're both edgier than you would expect them to be. I mean, Ultra Seven definitely took a different turn from the original Ultraman, so I get why Dan Moraboshi, why Dan Moraboshi would be so edgy, but Ultraman Leo took it too far. I bet, I bet you're pretty sure what the Ultraman series is if you're listening to this podcast, and you'll probably know the Ultra series is a little less than serious. Even when they try to make things serious, like in the trailer for the Ultra Galaxy fight, the Absolute Conspiracy movie that just came out a little bit of a, a little bit ago, they can't really be that serious. Ultraman is not really a serious property. That's why there's been so many different things in the franchise. 
you can really do whatever you want with Ultraman and then and then kind of just say what happened later. It's really good in that kind of sense, but Ultraman Leo doesn't really take that in the exact way you would want it to. Instead of making the show more crazy and more witty, it decided to com- to do a completely different turn and say, hey, let's make a show that's completely gritty and edged off so that nobody will watch it. I mean, I get the turn. Since Return of Ultraman, the adult viewers have been slowing down because adult viewers preferred the more edgy tone compared to shows such as Ultraman Ace or Ultraman Taro. I mean, Ultraman Taro was a huge draw-in for kids, but mainly made all the adult audience go away. And for Ultraman Leo, the adult audience was... a already didn't care about the Ultraman series because of the last two series, and kids didn't like it because, well, it's a bunch of edgy darkness. Kids don't really like that kind of stuff. So, Ultraman was kind of at a loss for a couple years, and when this show ended in 1975, Tsuburaya took a completely different turn with the show The Ultraman premiering in 1979, being an anime that, for better or for worse, was an anime that wasn't all for laughs. Yeah, they had a comic relief character, and yes, they had some kind of mechanical buddy, but nothing was really bad about it. It was an anime, or cartoon, and it appealed to kids but it's more edgy tone drew in more adults. It was the perfect blend of things for the Ultra franchise. Just like Ultraman Jeed. It's the perfect blend of edginess and non-edginess. Fluxed together. I don't know why I said flux together. But Ultraman Leo doesn't really feel like that. Ultraman Leo just feels like some kind of hodgepodge of a lot of edginess. And I don't know why. Some of the monster designs are hilarious. Like Nova. He's a monster that appears near the end of the show. And I gotta be honest, he looks hilarious. He's, to say the least, an a classic ghost costume painted red. Seriously, he's just a big sheet painted red with two holes in the eyes, but the head is really big. He's a ghost costume that you would find at like a at like a thrift mall in the 80s. It's hilarious that it's hilarious that such an edgy show has such weird character designs, but I do have to say, Alien Magma as the main as the main alien protagonist, I didn't like him very much. Uh, compared to other main alien protagonists, like Bolton, or or even 
iconic ones like Metron, I I really didn't feel many, really anything for this guy. I really didn't care if this guy came back or not either. Although, there is another thing to say with characters and that's there were two more Ultras added into the franchise. Ultraman King and Astra. Astra's kind of like Zoffy, where he doesn't really go explained very much other than this is his job title and that's exactly what he does. And by the way, his name isn't Ultraman Astra, it's just Astra. I mean, he's, he's basically just the Leo Brothers version of Zoffy. Do you remember, this is the show that spawned the trainers of Ultraman Zero? So, if you don't like Ultraman Zero, I guess you can blame it on this show then. But, I gotta be serious here. Astra is not that great of a character. Astra, well, he's not that cool. He definitely tries to be the more edgy of the two Ash, not Astra brothers, Leo brothers, by being the one who's always standing there and saying nothing. But I don't know. It's really odd how Astra is interpreted in this. Usually when another Ultraman comes to help one of their fellow Ultra men, they're coming with open arms. But it's almost like he's trying to shun Leo away, but Leo won't listen to him. And here's the even more odd thing. Astra is supposed to be the younger brother. To be the more edgy character type, that seems like such an older brother thing to do. Yet Leo is less edgy than Astra. Also, yes, Astra's name is one letter off from being Astro, so, yeah. Also, by the way, if you don't like Astra, you're kind of stuck. Because Astra does appear pretty much any other time Leo appears. So, yeah. Hope you like this duo. And that's not to say that in different things, Leo, Leo and Astra haven't been represented differently slash better, because they have. They've definitely been represented better in many different things. But just their introduction, the main thing that is going to be the defining thing for this one series. And yeah. Yeah. Also, the decision of making Leo and Astra brothers is kind of odd. Only because now Leo and Astra, it's kind of like they're stuck together anytime they show up. It's very odd. Then Ultraman King. I like Ultraman King because he seems like he cares for all Ultraman, not just ones that are from his planet. There's an episode that I really like where an alien disguises himself as Astra and steals the Ultra Key, aka the most powerful weapon on the Ultra Planet, and a weapon that is able to destroy, well, 
a small planet. Leo, being a good and caring brother, tries to defend his brother, and then the rest of the Ultra Brothers, because they're not related to him, full-on try to kill him. Not just Astra, they try to kill Leo, too. King soon finds out the error of his... Not peers. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. He finds the heirs of the tiny people. The ultra men that have really... Whatever. The Ultraman. He finds the heirs of the Ultraman. Confronts the Ultraman. And then, well, has a stern talking to with them. He interrupts their fight. Basically, morally kicks all of the Ultramen besides Leo and Astra in the gut. Astra shows up, and then the, all of the Ultramen apologize to the almost dead Ultraman Leo. And then, Ultraman Leo's just supposed to be happy with the sad excuse for an apology he got. I do like this episode because it's one of the only times Ultraman King appears, and it is one of the best episodes featuring Astra or Leo. But having all the Ultra Brothers kind of be the bad guys for this episode, I didn't like that. I really didn't like it when he went full on bez- when they went full on berserker mode on Ultraman Leo. It was so sad just to see this guy get beaten. Uh, but what are you gonna do? Anyways, I guess favorite and least favorite moments. Mm, one of my favorite moments is when when Gen Otori is trying to find out how to do the corkscrew kick, which is one of Leo's many physical moves. And it's pretty funny because they kept using this really odd CG effect to make him look like he's spinning. And yeah, it's really funny. Um, and then least favorite moment. I don't really have a least favorite moment for this series. This series was good. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much how I feel about... Ultraman Leo. I like it. It's not perfect, but I like it. Uh, my final thoughts are, it's good. You should watch it if you'd like to know where Ultraman Leo came from and why Zero is the way he is. Without further ado, my final thought on this show Three stars. Not a solid five, but three stars. Anyways, the next Ultraman show that I'll be covering is The Ultraman, so make sure to tune into that one. Um, I will not be doing these in order. I'm just doing them because I like them. So yeah, also expect to see a review of Ultraman Zero. The Revenge of Belial sometimes, because I like that movie. So, yep, thanks for listening to this episode, and have a fantastic day. Bye.